you've entered room 237, the bonus. And if it beat live, you know, little juke made it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All my Mac and shit. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about today? Since last week, we went over the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This week, our bonus is going to be all about vamps. Vampires. Vampiros. Okay. I don't know if this gets Spanish up in here. <laughs> so, uh, vampires. Yeah. I think we all know that a vampire is a creature from folklore that basically just feeds on some sort of essence of the living. It's usually blood. It's usually blood. Yeah. Um, but let's go a little deeper than that and look at the history of vampires. I'm here for it. All right. Megan loves vampires. I love them. I love them. I just feel like I, I would be one. Like, I'm In still waiting beat. for my moment for someone to fucking turn me. If there's a vampire out there who's a real vampire, not some bullshit like energy vampire, come on. Yeah, come on. Um, just like girls. Know. Send me an email. <laughs> Send us an email. <laughs> You're in 237thepodcast.com. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Just let me do know. a little meetup. Yeah, I'm so, on. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a DM. The Oxford English Dictionary. Let's dates. get serious. Yeah. Let's, uh, uh, <clears throat> use your real lady, your lady voice. The Oxford English Dictionary mm-hmm. dates the first appearance of the word vampire, spelled with a Y at the time. Mm, vampire. Vampire. From 1734, in a travelogue titled. Travels of Three English Gentlemen, published in the Harleian Miscellany in 1745. Books had the worst titles. The, the worst day. fucking title. <laughs> I've never read a goddamn book back then. If somebody was like, hey, oh my God, I read this book. It's so good. It's called Tra- Travels of Three English Gentlemen. I'd be like, sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> sounds lame as hell. Vampires were discussed prior to that, though, in French and German literature. You know, Eastern Europeans were all about that vampire life. Yes. However, the notion of vampirism has existed for a millennia. The Mesopotamians, the Hebrews, ancient Greeks, ancient Romans, they all had tales of demons that we would consider the precursor of the modern vampire. Oh. You know, blood sucking demons. <laughs> that was me sucking blood. Okay. <laughs> well, in ancient times, blood drinking was an activity attributed to demons who ate flesh, which we all know Megan loves that Gross. word, and drank blood. <laughs> Even old Satan himself was considered to be what we would call now a vampire. Yeah, he was a blood drinker. Mm-hmm. Ancient Babylonia and Assyria had tales of the Lilitu, which is it's synonymous and it gives rise to Lilith. And real quick, if you don't know who Lilith is, she is a demonic creature in judeo-christian mythology she is the alternate first wife of adam and the primordial she demon huh. yeah did not know that and she's considered to be like the original vampire by some and her daughters are the the lilu and the lilu too was a demon it's said to subsist on the blood of not just folks but babies Ooh, babies ba- babies <laughs> despite all of she this she that good youth <laughs> <laughs> Keeping her young. Despite all of this, what we consider a vampire today originates almost exclusively from the early 18th century in southeastern Europe. Mm. In mm. most cases, vampires are revenants of evil beings. Does everybody know what a revenant is? Real quick. It's a reanimated corpse. 
<laughs> did you see the Leo movie? Kim and I saw it together. Yes, it was ridiculous. Yes, the Revenant. I said, "Oh shit!" Right next to a small child. But why was a small? Why did you bring him? Anyway? I mean, a bear is killing a man. I'm gonna say, "Oh shit!" Yeah, right. We gonna say, "Oh shit!" <laughs> One thing about Kim and Megan, we gonna say, we oh, gonna shit. say "Oh shit!" I'm gonna be cussing. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be cussing. <laughs> Revenants of evil beings, suicide victims, or witches. Of witches, course. witches. Everybody hating on Every- some witches. But they can also be created by a malevolent spirit possessing a corpse or being bitten by a vampire. Belief in such legends became so pervasive that in some areas it caused mass hysteria and even public executions of people believed to be vampires. So that's (laughs) super fun. Fun, fun, fun. Vampires were, in folklore, were widely reported to originate kind of from Eastern Europe in the late 17th and 18th century. These tales formed the basis of the vampire legend that later entered Germany and England and was subsequently embellished and popularized. Those Germans are really giving it to you. They're giving you everything. They're giving you vampire realness. Exactly. Horrible, horrible racism. (laughs) All kinds of things. All kinds of cool things. (laughs) An infamous case of a vampire at that time was Pitar Blagojevich. So glad you got this one. <laughs> he was from Serbia. Blagojevich. You Pitar. Yeah. We're just going we're gonna to go Peter. with Pitar. Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter was reported to have died at the age of 62, but he allegedly returned after his death, death asking his son for food. He's like, girl, I'm girl, hungry. I'm hungry, girl. Let me in this home. And the son was like, Mm, no because no, you're dead dad <laughs> when he refused his father he was found dead the following Aww, day R.I.P. Peter, Peter supposedly returned and attacked some neighbors who died from loss of blood damn Peter slow your roll with a vengeance he I'm not mad at him he's hungry and your only son like that's the least you could fucking your do family. for me Rude. I raised you right. I sacrificed you I gave you, you life bitch I would kill my son too. Fuck you. <laughs> Beside all, besides all the Europeans running around staking folks, other regions of the world also had vampire beliefs. So we have various regions of Africa have folk tales featuring beings with vampiric abilities mm. in the Americas. And when we say the Americas, we're mostly talking about Latin America yeah. and Central. The Lugaru, I'm going to, okay, also the Caribbean. The Lugaru is a combination of French and African voodoo. In Japan, we have the Nukakubi. It's a being whose head and neck just detached from its body flew around to find some human prey at night. Wow. Which is weird. Just like a head coming at you like, hey. Yeah, that's hey. uh <laughs> <laughs> I got a mental image there, and it is not cool. It's weird. Yeah, it is super weird. <laughs> so what do vampires look like, and how can we kind of identify them? I don't know. We're going to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. The folkloric vampire was not that, like, stubbly vampire that we think of today. No, today talk he's, about like, hot yes. as shit, right? Yes. But not back in the day. Not back then. So back in the day, the... <laughs> Clear your mind of, of Gerard Butler, you know. Right. In his hotness, it's, it's that not That is not it. The it's modern not idea of the suave vampire comes almost exclusively from Bram Stoker's novel, Dracula. And more specifically from adaptation, yeah. movie adaptations yeah. of Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I'm going to say probably from Bella Lugosi himself. Oh, Bella, R.I.P. 
Yeah, but we'll get to that in a minute. So in folklore, the vampire was usually <laughs> reported as kind of bloated. He had he had maybe a little too much salt mm-hmm. in his day. His uh, He was ruddy, kind of purplish colored skin or dark because of the blood drinking. You know it how it goes. It sounds like me during quarantine, like bloated, dark in color. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of ruddy. You know, kind of ruddy. <laughs> There would have been blood seeping from the mouth and mm. nose when he was in the coffin. And weirdly, the left eye was open. Oh, the right eye was left. just like, hey. <laughs> hey, girl. The teeth, hair, and nails would have appeared to have grown. He was on that biotin. Here's the thing. Um, hang on. Fangs were not a feature generally. Basically, he wasn't cute. Just, you didn't want to see him in a, in a dark alley. Mm-mm. You know, the thing about... People back in the day just didn't know what corpses were doing because that's just called decomposition. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to but bring they're like, it what to is them. this? <laughs> vampire. He's a vampire. Well, in order to identify these creatures, the vampires, as if like the above wasn't enough, right? You know, right. You had a few choices. One method of finding the vampire's grave involved leading a virgin boy. <laughs> Through graveyard. Gotta be a virgin. Yeah. Gotta be a virgin. You gotta lead this little virgin baby Mm -hmm. through a graveyard or church grounds on a virgin stallion. A virgin stallion. Don't get one who's had a lady friend. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But also. Specifically, (laughs) a black horse. But in Albania, a white one. They were a little racist there. A little bit more about that color. (laughs) The horse would supposedly balk at the grave of the vampire. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. I, I, I love how the answer to everything is. We gotta have a virgin. Virgin, you know what? Pure. Virgins know what I up. could not have led a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so there was also like holes in the ground above a grave were considered another sign that a vampire was just hanging out down there, chilling. He needs an air hole, a little ventilation. Exactly, gets a little stank down there. Once you dug the coffin up, the corpse was generally described as having a healthier appearance than expected. It was kind of plump mm. and shown like little to no signs of decomposition. Cool. Some were described as having fresh blood all over their faces. Just, Just they weren't a clean no. either. <laughs> you know? They didn't have a little nappy. No. <laughs> you would know a vampire was in your area because you would see a lot of dead sheep, cows, relatives, and neighbors. Oh, okay. Anyone. They could also engage in some minor poltergeist-style activity. Kind of like hurling stones on your to your roof. Or like moving household objects and also pressing people in their sleep. And what I love about this is the just complete lack of understanding about how medical sleep disorders work back in the day. <laughs> you know, that's called sleep paralysis, sleep, yes, yep, my darling. Sure is. Or if you can't breathe, it's called um, sleep apnea. You need They're a, like, nope, fucking vampires. You need a CPAP. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a vamp. Yeah. You... Back in the day, they were I would like, be like, oh, shit, shit, vampires everywhere. Vampires. They out get- to get me, y'all. <laughs> All right, so now we can identify these vampires, but like, mm-hmm. what are we going to do about it? We know what they look like. Right. We know the signs to look for. We're but like, what oh, are we going to do? I saw one the other day. It was Anne. She died three weeks ago, but you know, I saw her <laughs> ass. She's got fresh blood on her face and shit. Looking fine. Not Couldn't all, sleep. All nasty. <laughs> First off, you got to get some items to ward off the vampire. Yeah. So we got garlic, of course. A branch of wild rose and hawthorn. Mm, pretty. Spr- <laughs> it's a little bouquet. Yeah, well, nice thing. You got to sprinkle some mustard seeds on the roof of a house. Really weird. It's so specific and weird. 
sacred I items. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I just feel like the mustard seed must come from Germany. Because, you know, look, Germans love sausage. What goes with sausage? Mustard. mustard. That's all I'm saying. And sauerkraut. God, now I Ooh, want a sausage with God. some mustard. Like that grainy yeah, that mustard. Grainy, that, that Ooh, maybe, a, mustard. maybe a pretzel. Yes. Mm. Where can we find that? Fredericksburg. There is a place over. Rudy Lichner's. No, but no. there's a place over by my brother's house. It's called Watershed. Oh. It's Oof. so good. <laughs> Anywho, let's continue. Also, sacred items like a crucifix, rosary, or holy water. Of course. Vampires also apparently, like, they can't walk on consecrated ground well, or uh, cross running water. So The running water I don't get, but there's, okay. There's that. Some traditions state a vampire cannot enter home without being invited by the owner. But once they're invited, they can just come and go at their own will. Like, yeah. okay, you said I could come in. <laughs> Bitch, now I ain't going to never I'm leave. here. And I can just pop up whenever I want to. Uh, show, that's how they sit on your chest. <laughs> and they kill you. You know, my grandmother... Does she have the paralysis? Well, she used to tell us that when you couldn't sleep and like you wake up and you can't like sleep paralysis, it was a witch right in your chest. Which is terrifying as a child. That's as a small child, that'd be scary. Yep. From what I understand, the witch was trying to steal your breath. Of course. Yeah. From what I understand, sleep paralysis is just petrifying. They have a like a documentary on Netflix, which I didn't watch in time. I told my friend at work to watch it and she said it was terrifying. I couldn't um, bring myself to watch it. I couldn't get the nerve up to watch it because every time I remembered it was late at night and I was like, nah, I can't watch it late at night. But now it's not available, but it was about sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Like that shit's scary as hell, man. I've only had it happen to me twice. Ooh, I've luckily never had that happen. In both of my cases, they weren't super scary. It was scary, but like, a lot of people, when they have it, it's like a demonic mm-hmm. figure or something that's in. Or like a dark, me, like, like a shadow person. Yeah. Or very, I woke yeah. up and I was awake. And I can remember like, it felt like I, I could hear someone coming into my bedroom. Mm. And I felt someone sitting, like I felt the indention, the, the mm. sitting on the bed. And I couldn't wake up. To, Were like, you alone? Yes. I couldn't wake up. It was when I was in my apartment before I moved into the cast. Mm. I couldn't wake up to say like, hey, what are you doing? But like, I, I didn't feel as if it was like a menacing mm. thing like i just mm. but like i knew something was there and so that was scary because i couldn't wake yeah. up to see even what if it was they didn't feel or, menacing if you live alone yeah and like <laughs> you just feel someone like it just in my mind it was just someone that just came and just sat on the edge of my bed and was just kind of looking at me in yeah. itself yeah um i have one of my best friends uh he has sleep paralysis mm. and it's ter- like he sees like um, like demons coming from Mm-mm. his smoke detector and he Mm-mm. can't do anything about it. He's trying to scream. That's and so horrific. Like, like, yeah, that ugh. shit. I would never go to sleep again. Right? How do you sleep after that happens? I don't know. <laughs> lots oh. and lots of ambient. <laughs> I mean, I already take sleeping pills and shit. Like, okay. Oh, no, thank you. Um, Folkloric vampires were believed or were not believed to be considered vulnerable to sunlight. So I guess that was a new age, tradi- like something new. Yeah. yeah. All right, we've got our garlic, we've got our crucifix, we've thrown our mustard seeds up on the roof. But let's kill this bitch. Let's kill this motherfucker. What do we do? The most common way to destroy a vampire by mistaking it. Of course. Of course. You want to throw the Slavics in there? Oh yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> was by staking it, particularly in the Southern Slavic cultures. Man, those Slavic folks, we know what's up. Not fucking around. <laughs> Let's just kill it and get get on with our lives. In Russia, ash was the preferred wood, while Serbia preferred hawthorn and 
Silesia, which is a historical region of Europe, it's mostly Poland and a small part of Germany, a little bit of the Czech Republic, they all liked oak. Aspen would also be used because it is believed that Jesus's cross was made of aspen. I This is my ignorance showing probably, but I was not aware that they had aspen trees in Jerusalem. So, I mean, I guess there are. I guess there are. I thought aspens were like high altitude trees. I don't know. Whenever I hear of aspen, I think about like that bootleg perfume mm. or cologne back in the day. Wasn't there like an aspen? Mm-hmm. I'm going to Google this. I think of Colorado and skiing, which obviously I'm not good at. But please do Google it and let I us know. To. It was just called Aspen, and you can get it. It was like a 90s fragrance, like an obscure 90s fragrance, and you can find it on Amazon for like 20 bucks now. You should buy it. I, it's so probably terrible because oh. I used it in like eighth grade. So. It's for sure horrific. <laughs> you know it's bad. You needed to stake the vampires through the heart. Though in Russia and northern Germany, the mouth was the target. Weird. And in Serbia, it was the stomach. Weird. In Germany and western Slavic areas, the best way to destroy the vampire was decapitation. You then bury the head between the feet or behind the butt or away from the body. Behind the butt. But (sighs) What? Weird. (laughs) You could also spike the vampire's head, body, or clothes to the ground and pin them to the earth to prevent them rising up. It just feels like it, it just feels like if you like stake their clothes, can you just rip it and move on? Yeah, with your like life? they're so powerful. <laughs> the R- Romani people or the Romani people, they they drove iron or steel stakes into the corpse's heart and they placed bits of steel in the mouth, over the eyes and between the fingers when oh. you buried them. In the Balkans, a vampire could be killed by being drowned or shot by repeating the funeral service. That's <laughs> by sprinkling holy water on the body or by a good old-fashioned exorcism good old-fashioned exorcism who doesn't love a fucking exorcism i mean come on in romania garlic could be placed in the mouth and the precaution of just shooting a bullet through the coffin was taken and for really like hard cases resistant they just would not give in the body was dismembered and the pieces were burned. They were mixed with water and they were given to the family members as a cure. That's disgusting. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> no. God, back in the people were so fucking weird. I wonder. Not like, only were they weird, but they were fucking stupid. gross, man. Oh. <laughs> gross. Yeah, I wonder like what do we do now that people are oh, going God, to look yeah. at in think, hundreds of years and be like, I think about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because we think we have it all figured out, mm-hmm. like, right? We've got modern science, modern technology. Yeah. We know it all. No, for sure. 200 years from now, they're going to be like, oh my God, the people in like the 2020 era, like they were so stupid and primitive. <laughs> you know? They actually injected themselves <laughs> with virus. So dumb. Oh my God. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about Vlad. Oh, Vlad. Oh, Vlad. I would call him Vlad, but cool story. <sighs> call him Vlad. Let's get english up in this bitch because megan and also my little brother have a weird obsession with him i just i respect him is all i'm saying i think he's weird and interesting you know i love me some weird and interesting shit look it's thought that bram stoker named count dracula after vlad dracula who was also known as vlad tepish or vlad vlad the impaler the impaler or the impala okay no 20 inch (laughs) 20 inch fangs yeah call her get laid tonight (laughs) 
So Vlad III was born in Transylvania, Romania. Uh, he was the second son of Vlad Dracul. Dracul? Dracul. Dracul. Dracul? Yeah. Dracul here, meaning dragon Vlad Dracula. No, is- so Dracul meaning dragon. Vlad Dracula is the, it means son of the dragon. Oh, okay. The ruler of Wallachia in 1436. Oh, my darling. When you call that Wallachia? Wallachia? <laughs> mm, I don't know what I would call that, Wallachia. Or Wallachia? Wallachia? I, I mean, that would be like the German way. I don't know how Romanians pronounce things. Wallachia. Like Wallachia. 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 <laughs> in 1436, Vlad Dracula ruled Wallachia off and on from 1456 to 1462. He is considered one of the most important rulers and a national hero of Romania. One of my dream trips is to go to Transylvania. I would love to go And visit like these sites. I would love to go to Romania as well. We should just pick make up that a gymnast. thing. We will not like pick them up. Like that sounds really pick creepy. Pick up some what? Gymnast. But like maybe um, go watch some gymnast train. <laughs> got weird here for it's a it, second. It, 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 we have to edit this. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Vlad got his name the Impaler. For his penchant of killing his, his enemies. Penchant. <laughs> his penchant of killing his enemies by impaling them on wooden stakes. According to the legend, he enjoyed dining and missed his dying victims and dipping his bread in their motherfucking blood. Yes. Yum. I can 100% get on board with this level of sadness. Listen. I could give you a whole episode they're not on even, lad. Same. Like, oh they're God. not even dead. Like, they're just, like, dying right, out there. Right, because it would take like, a long time to die yeah, on a stake yeah. like that. And he's just, like, breaking bread. And, like, mm. <laughs> he was not concerned about diseases or anything. I mean. Like, hepatitis. They didn't know about that back in the day. Know. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Bram Stoker's Dracula. All right. Let's get to the modern age. Dracula is an 1897 gothic horror novel by Irish author Bram Stoker. It's, it, it introduced the world to Count Dracula and established many conventions of subsequent vampire fantasy. Like, this was kind of like the this is the, the, the textbook vampire. Exactly. I had no idea he was Irish. Real quick rundown the plot of the novel. You ready? I'm going to give you a fast Let's and dirty. Do it. Quick and dirty. Okay. It's about Dracula's attempt to move from Transylvania to England to find new victims and spread his vampire cooties all around. Jonathan Harker, he's a solicitor, which is like British speak for lawyer. And he goes to Dracula's little castle in Transylvania to help him purchase a place in London. And old Johnny is like wandering around the castle at night, not following the rules or whatever, even though Vlad was like, girl, don't wander around. Don't do it. He's not Vlad, but Dracula. And he comes across some like super hot vampire ladies. And they're all like, girl, come hang with us. Yeah. But before they can (laughs) eat him and kill him, Dracula rescues him. And he's like, but also, like, I'm a vampire, and so are you probably now. Good luck to you. (laughs) And then Dracula is just like, boy, bye, and he pieces out. And luckily, Jonathan manages to escape from the vampire ladies. Meanwhile, back in England, Lucy, who is Jonathan's fiance, Mina's best friend, her bestie, she has is like, Mina, girl, I have gotten like a million proposals. I'm super hot and cool. Everybody wants to date me and marry me, but I decide on this one dude. But also, why don't you just come hang out with me and all these men who I rejected on vacay? And Mina does. And then Lucy starts sleepwalking. But really what she's doing is she's just going out into the night and like getting down with Dracula. 
get down. Okay. She gets super sick. And then weirdly, instead of bringing in a doctor, they're like, I know a professor because it's the 1800s and that's just like what they did. Yeah. And he comes in. He's like, I definitely know what's wrong with her, but I'm not going to tell y'all. <laughs> Sorry. Cool story. <laughs> But he does put, like, a bunch of garlic and shit around her. But her mom is like, girl, the garlic has got to go. It stinks in here. And <laughs> listen, I'm just going to let y'all know she's a vampire because she's a meat with Dracula, as I said, out in the, in the like, garden and shit. Fucking him. Blah, Have you read this? Huh? Have you read it? The book? Yeah. No, but I no. saw that movie with all hotness himself. Um, What's his name? Who played Dracula? Motherfucker. He was also in Harry Potter. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Gary Oldman. Yeah, he was Jonathan Harker. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins? Mm-hmm. They were all in it, girl. Everybody was in it. They were all doing it so hard there. So, look, blah, blah, blah. Dracula wants to bone Mina. There's a huge battle back at Dracula Castle with Van Helsing, who is the professor. Van Helsing. There was a movie, Van Helsing. It had Hugh Jackman in it. Mm-mm. <laughs> I know. Anyway, some other dudes are there. Dracula's killed R.I.P. You were a real one, my homie. That's the end. That's There's some shit about, like, uh, his little dude, the mental asylum, but I just glossed right over it. I've never seen it. The movie? No. Girl, go home and watch it tonight. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, campy and gothic, ridiculous. You'll love it. I know I will. So, Dracula in the books. He can only rest in the earth from his homeland. But he can also, he can transform into a wolf or a large black dog. Either That's one. it. I'm not really Either sure it's, which it's one it fine. is. It's fine. He has superhuman strength. He's got a lot of powers. In yeah, this he book. does. Like, let, let's she will list them all out for you. He's got superhuman strength. He does not cast a shadow. He does not have a reflection from the mirrors. He can defy gravity to a certain extent. <laughs> Defying <laughs> yeah. gravity. He possesses superhuman agility. Okay. He's able to climb vertical surfaces upside down in a reptilian manner. Gross. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the damn thing. He is powerful hypnotic he's a powerful hypnotic i'm sorry <laughs> i think he is powerfully hypnotic okay. telepathic mean, gary oldman is in this movie and he has illusionary abilities like he can vanish and reappear anywhere at his will he's pretty like he doing this is it. a lot he's he's doing doing there's a lot. more there's he, more there, but wait there's more <laughs> there's more he is unable to die with the passing of time he doesn't get old he yeah. does I not mean, get he, old I think he does get old because in but, the book and movie, he starts off old and crusty, but alive. But alive. <laughs> well, he can also command animals like rats, owls, bats, wolves, but the control is kind of limited. I mean, it's fine, but like he can still control them. That's, that's still limited. Still doing it's a lot. still doing a bunch. You know? But. Here's the thing. He can also manipulate the weather. I'm telling you, he's got a lot of like a lot if of. If cool I could powers. manipulate the weather today, I would fucking decrease this goddamn humidity. Oh god, it's so moist outside. Oh my god, it's so bad and hot. Literally, I feel like two weeks ago it was eighty it was and fine. pleasant, and we were all like, "Wow, this is a great summer." And now it's like ninety nine. It feels like one hundred and twenty or some shit. Eighty yeah, percent humidity. It was raining for two weeks, and it was like, oh. And then it was just like, all right, temperature on hell. It's, Welcome to Texas. It's only June. <laughs> we about to die Buckle this up, summer. Buttercup. I did hear this summer would be terrible. Yeah. So old Drac is outwardly very nice, but he can like fly into a rage when his plants are are frustrated. Oh, kind of like me. <laughs> He does, though. He likes some an- ancient architecture, and he does prefer old home because he likes history and shit because he is history. He has human emotions. He says he can feel love. 
Like Aww. he's not just a, a he's drone. Not just like yeah, so, yeah. I I kind of I'm digging. Watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So early in the novel, he's described as thin with a long white mustache, mm. pointed ears, Gross. and sharp <laughs> teeth. So he doesn't really sound like that hot. Mm-mm. But later, it is noted that he has a hook nose and a Even pointed ear. So like it, it deteriorates. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He has hair on his palms, which mm. cool, cool, cool. I guess he'd been doing one too many yeah, yeah. personal mm-hmm, sessions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As the novel progresses, though, he's described as taking on like a more youthful appearance. Right. So. Right. So, like, I haven't read the novel. The movie is pretty much, from what I hear, I've seen the play very much kind of follows the idea of the novel. So, in the movie, he starts off old, gross, crusty, yeah. super long fingernails, which, you know, I'm living for. Mm-hmm. And then, when he gets to London, then it's Gary Oldman, but, like, an old people yeah. makeup, you know. And then, when he gets to London, then he's all, like, hotness. He's young. He's got okay. some long hair. He's you weird. enjoy? He's weirdly got, like, some little John Lennon glasses, which I don't get because it's, you know, Victorian London, but... We're going to rock with it. I'm letting it slide because it's an aesthetic look. He's super rich. Super rich. Super, super he's, rich. He's been around for a minute. Yeah. He's collected. He's, he's invested in Bitcoin. He's, yeah. Like he exactly. Is, yeah. exactly. He's super rich. He can shapeshift and, of course, turn others into vampires by biting them. Was that? That's my bite. A bite? Yeah. Okay. That was my second blood. <laughs> okay. So during the day, his powers are lessened. The sun doesn't kill him, but it does kind of decrease his abilities. Yeah. And later interpretations of Dracula would, of course, make this a fatal weakness. Okay. Like in what we see in Interview with a Vampire, mm-hmm. all the Anne Rice novels yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, he must be invited into a home by someone who lives there. Again. He is repulsed by garlic and sacred items like um, the crucifix and sacramental bread. The host. The host. Do you know what hosts are? No. It's the body. Of Jesus. So, you know, when you get communion, they give no. you, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not, I know you don't know, I'm telling you. When you get communion, they give you the body and the blood. It's the bread and the wine. And so the bread is usually like those little wafers. Those little wafers are mm-hmm. called hosts. Oh, okay. And you take one that's the, that represents his body, and then you drink the wine or grape juice, and that represents Jesus' no, blood. In your church, did you have real wine? or? When I went to the Lutheran church, yes, we had real wine. But at the Presbyterian church my parents now go to, they have grape juice, which mm-hmm. I actually prefer because I love grape juice. <laughs> and, like, how much of the blood are you allowed to drink during church services? Okay, it's this teeny tiny little shot glass. Mm. It's real small. You're it's not, not like an eight ounce pour. No, of girl. Blood. Okay. Not even. Okay. It's not even like a four ounce pour. Can you request nope. more blood? Like you're like, so, I really want to fill the spirit. So may I have <laughs> some more blood? At some churches, not any that I have gone to because I don't think Lutherans follow this, but maybe like Baptists or somebody. You, you when you go up to take communion. You can either get the little cup and do the shot yourself, or the priest or reverend or whoever he is, the the pastor, he has a big goblet that has mm-hmm. wine in it, and he can give you some from your goblet. He can like you can take Pour a it sip that straight from his goblet to you your ta- mouth. Yeah, you drink it from there, and then he wipes it off and then turns it. The next person, then you turn. Oh my god! I don't pr- I don't like that because it seems unsanitary. It does. <laughs> Like, even before COVID, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of gross. Exactly. Even as a child, I was like, ugh, that doesn't look right. Because I went to some friend's, like, church camp or something when I was younger, like a t- like 13. I went with her to, their, like, their Baptist church camp. I think they did that there. Did I be the worst in church? I'd be like, I'm sorry, can I get my own goblet? May I have more well, blood, please? It's like the Lutherans and the Presbyterians. Well, the Presbyterians, you just sit in the pew. They don't, you don't even have to go up front. But the Lutheran church, you went up front, 
and you took it up at the, like at the altar. But you got your own little teeny tiny cup. You have like a wine list. No, of like it's what a red. You want the blood it's to always be. a like, red. Is it a mall bag? I can tell you right cab? now because I used to help at the Lutheran Church. I used to help prepare the communion. It's like some cheap ass wine. <laughs> It's probably like what my dad drinks that box, that Franzia. Like, I would like some silver oak, please. No, you're getting like a Franzia box Oof. wine. Oof. <laughs> yeah, you've learned something today. All right, back to Dracula. So let's end with the story of what some would consider a real vampire. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Mercy Brown. All right, let's you hear heard all of her? about it. No. Really? I have. So it's been suggested by scholars that Bram Stoker knew about the Mercy Brown case through newspaper articles and stuff, and he based his novel's character Lucy on Mercy Brown. Okay. So she lived in Exeter, Rhode Island. She's the daughter of George, who was a local farmer, and his wife, Mary. And she died in the late 1800s of tuberculosis, (coughs) which they called consumption. Yeah. Look, people were dying left and right. Her mom died. Her older sister died. Then she and her brother fell sick. And then she died. Her brother was still alive. And so friends and neighbors were like, girl, to her dad, like, somebody in your family is a vampire for sure. Why did they think that? That's how people thought back in the day. Because, you know, everybody in their family was dying. So, like, somebody's uh, got to okay, be coming like, back right, and, well, and, like, preying on your family. And they're either a witch or a vampire. It's got to be a vampire. And they're causing your son's illness. So they're like, George, girl, we got to dig up your family and see who the vampire is. Wow. So they seems rather extreme. They do. He's like, I guess. And so they do. And so like, and on March 17th, 1892, some villagers, because there's probably just people milling around like, I want to see this. Yeah, right. You know, the local doctor, because why not? And then a newspaper reporter exhumed all the bodies. So it's her mom, Mary, her sister, Mary Olive. And Mercy. Okay. Mary and Mary Olive were a little crusty. They looked a little, they were decomp a little bit. But Mercy, she was looking pretty fresh. Okay. And she had blood like still in her heart. And they're like, oh shit, she's Uh definitely a vampire. And she's causing Edwin's illness. So what we're going to do is we're going to take her heart and liver and we're going to burn that shit. Wow. And then we're going to mix the ashes of that with some water. We're going to make a little tonic and we're going to give that to little Edwin. And it's supposed to make him better, but y'all, it did not because he definitely died two months later. (laughs) (laughs) Probably because he drank some dead people ash. Yep. Totally because he drank dead people's tonic. And not because he had TB. Because he did have TB. But his her body was then buried, the remaining part of it, not her heart and liver, were buried in a cemetery of the Baptist Church in Exeter after they fucked her up. Yeah. Here's the thing. Also, I believe when she died, it was winter time, and they kept her like kind of on ice, so to say, before they buried her because the ground was too frozen to bury. Oh. So that's kind of Part really of what why, why God, she wasn't they were so goddamn stupid back then. The superstitions and shit. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, Mercy Brown. What are we doing next week? We are going to do I Know What the Fuck You Did <laughs> Last Summer. Do you? What did I do last summer? Nothing because yeah, we were in quarantine. That's so. true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Literally nothing. That's quite the summer. It is part two of our Teen Scream series. Teen Scream. Teen scream. Ah! Okay. <laughs> that was a great scream, Meg. That was, I didn't want to get too loud. Well, until then, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook. We're at Room 237 The Podcast. We're on Twitter at Room 237 The Pod C. 
one. Or you could send us an old-fashioned email at room237 at gmail.com. In the meantime, though, don't forget to tell a friend about us. Mm-hmm. If you like what you hear, you're listening to it, and you're like, oh, shit, like, I really like what these girls are putting down. Yeah. Um, tell a friend. Maybe they'll like it, too, and then they'll tell a friend, and they'll tell a friend. Right. It's like a grown-up maybe version of if, telephone. Maybe if you're, like, really feeling it, like, maybe make a post yeah. somewhere and be like, Hey, this podcast is really bitching. And tag us in it, and then we'll, like, shout you out. We will. We will. We'll say your name. that's what we do. On here. Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you if you ain't You're right. We're some seltzers in, y'all. Okay. So let's just <laughs> <laughs> let's quit while we're ahead. All right. Well, so next week, I know what you did, and that's it. And that's it. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.